Hi, this is Lacey from Bourbon House, and you're watching CMS TV. And we are right back here on Chris Aiken Presents. I, I, when I said it was a short break, I meant I know. <laughs> I got to start asking how short. <laughs> that was a quick one. But real quick, before we get into this um, Blue Ridge Rock Festival, um, just a reminder, you see the little thing over here on the right side, the rumble thing. All you rumble people, please make sure that you are liking and subscribing to the channel. Um, I guess you... Dickwads that are watching on YouTube can do it as well, although we really don't give a shit about YouTube. But if you want to follow there, you can, I guess. So you get most of the show. I actually kept a segment off of YouTube last week. The oh. segment when we were talking about the the jab and stuff. Oh yeah, I, that's a good idea. I just was like, they're just gonna they're just gonna cancel the channel. So I just put up a, you know, how they have the little posts that you can put up. I just put up a yeah. graphic and said, yeah, you can go over to Rumble and watch it. So. But you never have to worry about censorship with the Rumble or with CMSPN or ChrisAiken.net. It's never censored there. So That's right. You queers that want to stay with YouTube and are okay with being censored, fine. You can stay there and catch some of the show. Or you can be cool like the Rumblers and watch on Rumble mm-hmm. and get all of the show. So anyway, so that's that. I don't want to get all preachy here because we got plenty to cover here. What I do want to hear about is the blue ridge rock festival which was canceled because of um weather considerations that's what i was told uh in the beginning right but well you play let's is... let's start there you did get to right. play it right you played on what thursday thankfully yes we did we did get to play and this was a huge festival. I mean, uh-huh. this was like a four-day event. I was quickly trying to look up all the bands that were here, and I went to the wrong thing. I don't know if you have a have I'll that find somewhere. It real quick. Okay. Um, we were playing the opening day, which was a, a, a Thursday, and we were some of the rock lineup that was happening. It was Stephen, um, also Vince Neil, was playing. So, uh, and we of course the the Vince Neil band is also the Slaughter band. Slaughter, right? Uh, all the guys that play in Slaughter play for Vince Neal, so it's always cool to see them and uh, and so forth. Um, ton, ton of bands playing. We went on at like three thirty in the afternoon, I think. Yeah, I'm looking. So right our now. show, you our went, show. You were on what stage? The Monster stage? Yes, or? the Monster Energy Drink stage. Well, now Thursday, what it, day did it, you play? We we played later. We played at like. 3 30 in the afternoon vince neal went on right after us they had like two stages set up in that area so one band setting up all the other bands playing um cky you, oh, there you go you were on the yeah oh there you are you went on at 3 30 then vince neal at 4 15 yeah cky at 255 i love that band they're really cool and we are going to have them on Cool. We're we're gonna have them on. I'm gonna have my friend Todd, who I ran into there. He's gonna facilitate it, and we're gonna get a couple of those guys on because they, I guess, they have some funny stories and stuff like that. So yeah, I'd like to talk guess. to them too because they they fired or the the singer that wrote like all their original stuff. 
is oh. no longer in the band. I've had him on Chris Aiken Presents before, and he was real cool, but he's real bitter. So I'd like to, I'd like to, if we can get them hmm. on, I will have a couple clips ready for, hey, here's right. what he said. Answer, please. You know? <laughs> no, I will. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll reach out to uh, yeah. Todd today and tell him he can start getting on it. Yeah, absolutely. So they were, they were playing their set while we were setting up. This thing was very, I won't we'll say disorganized for the most part. I mean, when, when, uh, the band that was playing, uh, had finished up and we went to go out there, there was no amps on the stage, right? You know, like the back line didn't, I mean, I know Jason advanced it, you know, but they were saying, Oh, we didn't get anything that you guys needed a back line. You need a back line. And uh, this thing's pretty like, go, go, go. So it's like, what are you talking about? So then right. they had a roll out amps and stuff. And this thing well, started and, getting and just real quick to interrupt just for a second. And to be mm -hmm. very clear, you guys were not the first band on that stage either. No. There were two bands before you. So the fact that there was no back line to speak of is a right. little weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's probably some bands that bring their own shit, you know, too, that are actually on a tour. In that situation, I would imagine they would pull their own amps out and put, and put them on there. But there was, of course, a backline company there. Uh, the, the first amp I, I go to throw to throw up there because this took some time to get it going. So now we're just like, you know, 10 minutes away from going on. You know what I mean? And I'm like right. plugging into what appears to be I, it must have been a 50 watt head or something instead of a hundred, but there was just nothing coming out. It just, it was very, had no body to it. It was just very thin sounding. It wasn't getting loud. I'm like, this amp's fucked up. Right. Shit. Let's get another one up here. And then I had to take like an amp I wouldn't you know normally use and took that over get that one going of course there's like a you know oh, nice. hum going out of the fucking thing so it was like right. okay it's gonna be one of these gigs but i was uh getting kind of enough out of it that i could at least go all right well we're just gonna have a throw and go here right and that's that it, that's what it was we we and people were getting uh angry by the way another problem was the microphone this like you said bands were on before so i don't know why this was even a fucking issue but apparently they ended up having to swap a, a cable out for the mic that was on my amp because they could not get it through the oh, cabling Jesus. system like scott needs to hear my shit on the drums they couldn't get it in there it wasn't in the front of the house so we're not going to go on till they figure that out you know right. but now people are yelling in the crowd fuck your sound check start playing Oh fuck my! You want me to play and you're not going to hear it? You know you don't want guitar in there. Um, right. So it was getting a little hostile, and then somebody finally came over and goes, "Oh, let's try swap with the cable." And then it fucking after a little, and then you know all of a sudden they got it, and we were able to like get out there and and play. It was a short set. We did like ten songs or something like that. Uh, and as I was saying earlier, it was ridiculously hot. Uh, let me back up because, <laughs> okay. uh, I, you know, we had to fly into um, North Carolina and get a hotel near the airport there and then drive an hour and a half into Virginia where this thing was out in the boonies. But it was like a border border town, you know, kind of festival that was on the outskirts of Virginia, you know, close to North Carolina. So that right. made more sense for us ticket plane ticket wise to go into a bigger airport, rent a couple cars, drive over there. Uh, they wanted us at this thing before. Uh, oh yeah. You got, you actually got some footage from there. 
they they wanted us there before 10 a.m. or something where right. uh, the, the it would be too busy to get people in there. So that required us to like showered it at like 7.30 in the morning and then drive out to this thing. I was asking Jason, is there a dressing room? Is there going to be like anything like that? And he said, I heard there's going to be. What it, what it ended up being was like a, like a, a kind of solid bathroom. It wasn't a temporary bathroom, but it was like a, a bathroom that had two shitters in it and then two sinks in it. And I was like, ah, okay. Um, when it was uh, time to get ready, I, I went to go in there thinking no one would be in there. Matt was in there and Dana Strum was in there. Although I didn't recognize it as Dana Strum because his hair was like down. He was like bending over and it was just blonde hair. And I didn't quite, I just thought it was one of the opening bands or I didn't right. know who it was. I saw Matt. I'm like, Oh, you guys are in here. I'll come back. So I end up going back about five minutes later and now it's just the one guy. Matt's not in there. I walk in. It smells like the somebody took the biggest, worst dump you've ever smelled in your life. And I was like, fuck. And so I'm like, well, I guess this is it. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to get dressed here. This other guy's here. The other guy turns out to be Dana Strum. Cause he starts going, Hey, and he started like talking to me for a minute. I'm like, Oh shit, Dana. Charlie Cat, Charlie Cat, Charlie Cat knows where it's at. It's Charlie Cat. Um. Anyways, I had to get dressed with Dana Strum in a poopy smelling bathroom. Then uh, Zoltan showed up. Zoltan, the crazy drummer, and then he comes in and he's he's taking a shit. And it was just, it was all a big kind of fucking. It was a little bit awkward the whole thing uh but uh he's such a nice dude like i have to say like dana strum is a super nice guy and he's um always says nice things to me he's always got like a nice compliment right for me and he was he was basically saying you know how good i sound playing the songs and he's like uh you know that kind of thing he's like it's in the it's in your hands you know your hands get the tone sure. he's like you have the right tone for it and he said nice things to me before too he's like you know the first time i saw you play i was like that guy knows how to 80s rock <laughs> uh you know he's, he'll say super nice you know because sometimes guys like me that aren't famous guys from the 80s kind of need it, it makes us feel good when we hear anything well, sure. like that from somebody who's been around so i was like say it to him i go man you know 40 years ago when i was watching the boys gonna rock video from video right. and invasion innocent, right and i was like 12 years old and my dad had just got a vcr we were able to like pause and slow motion i used to like you know play that song and try to figure out how the guitar was blowing up out of the amp and <laughs> nice. you know i'd watch all the guys the the motorcycle guys that were on fire running around and i would watch <laughs> it all in slow motion and if you told me that 40 years from now I'd be standing in a shit stinking bathroom <laughs> getting ready with you, Dana. <laughs> I would not have believed it. <laughs> that's so funny. I was, yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Well, so so the gig you got to play, it was a little rocky, but you got to play. Right. And Vince got to play. And yeah. Now from CKY what, got to play. From what I understand, and from what you were even texting me. The weather was a little weird. Okay, so that night the weather was an issue, apparently. Now, re remember, we were going back to North Carolina because we were going to end up having to go to Puerto Rico, so we are going to catch 
sorry, I had my cat up here and now there's hair everywhere. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we were going to have to fly from North Carolina to Puerto Rico. That's right. uh, so we were just got the fuck out of there. You know what I mean? We basically, mm-hmm. Steven did a quick meet and greet and they were, ah! we bet we, we bailed out. So we weren't there for the hail that showed up all of a sudden it was, there was an alert that went out. Everyone go for cover. Uh, if you're in the campgrounds, get in your tents, you know, seek safety. Right. And I guess there was like, you know, golf ball size hail hit the place. Okay. Uh, wow. And so it was a, it, it had messed up some of the equipment. And so bands like Evanescence and a few others did not get to play due to that. Like some of the, the I don't know if it was the band's equipment or the backline uh, equipment, but they didn't play. Now we know Will, the drummer for Evanescence. Sure. Mm-hmm. And we asked him because we were concerned. I was like, did you get paid? Because that's the, yeah, know, that's, for, for that's the artist motif, right? Did you get paid? <laughs> well, we're working guys. We're not like local yeah. guys doing this for fun. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, oh, did we get the money? Um, so they, they did get paid. So I know they got paid, but that night was kind of a wash. Um, I, I come to find out later that the the whole festival ended up being canceled under the guise of uh, weather, which was really crazy. Right. What I ended up before you go, before you go there, right. Just because I, and a lot of other people have never been to this place. Okay. Is it an established venue like a blossom music center or a shoreline amphitheater type of a venue, or is it, Woodstock where it's like a big old spot that they just constructed something out in an empty space where, where it could be in like the middle of a tornado alley. It was like Altamont Speedway and the Rolling Stones movie. Okay. And they had the Hells Angels were there right. to kind of look over things. Um, no, this, this was actually a speedway, but um, I didn't, it wasn't like uh, we were on the tr- uh, a track. I don't re- recall seeing a track, but it was a speedway. Um, this venue, as you kind of saw, you had shown a, a clip of us for a second. Yeah. Um, those were just kind of rolling hills, if you will. There was like kind of okay. green hills like a, a lawn it was just all kind of lawn kind of situation um so people it's, a had permanent, my- it's a permanent place but the staging itself is not permanent the is staging was set up correct okay. that would be correct it was like a, a staging company was brought in to put up these stages it's not permanent in that aspect but this okay. is an events area it's typically a drag dragway okay raceway uh but uh yeah so you know us fancy KKY. i mean we were all pretty lucky plus the bands that all the bands on the first day i believe got paid now what we ended up hearing and this is like second hand okay mm-hmm. i'm getting all this second or third hand but uh it wasn't weather that that ended this thing I, it was a union problem like things started going wrong i guess the you the food that they put out ceased to be served after a certain point if you know anything about union people they no matter what do not work they take their breaks on the fucking Mm -hmm. minute they don't work a second past it if it's lunch they get their lunch they don't give a fuck there's no sob story that's going to make a union uh, the union's not not giving up their benefits for the sake of the we got to make the show great they don't yeah the show's got to go on no what they did they go okay bye yeah. And they, they all fucking <laughs> left. Oh my god! Just left. Uh, and and then um, apparently, like all the uh, toilets, uh, 
were locked up. They like locked up all the toilets or something. And so (laughs) nobody could even take a shit. Like if you had to take a shit, it was in the woods. Oh my God. You had to to go shit in the woods. So this Uh, was like the fire fest. Fire fest. It was very much like that. And and apparently uh, it's, it's possible that this, this organizer might have a similar background to the fire fest. (laughs) I, I don't know that for sure, but clearly it was oh, more than no. just weather that that tanked this thing. But there were some big bands. Who do you got on there, Chris? Pantera. Was Pantera being probably the biggest. Yeah, Pantera there was a lot of metal there. bands. I'll, I'll tell you, like we didn't really fit in at this thing, to be honest. Um, I felt like the crowd, a lot of them didn't know the songs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a lot Pan- of metal going on. Yeah, Pantera. I'm just looking real quickly at the biggest names: Pantera, Limp Bizkit, Lamb of God, Corey Taylor. Uh, I mean, these are all big names: Avatar, uh, Shine Down, Megadeth, uh, Papa oh, yeah. Roach. Oh um, shit! Uh, these are all bands that did not get to play. Black Label Society. Um, those are Saturday and Sunday bands. Uh, Slipknot danzig Corey taylor gets to double down on this festival of course he makes twice the money (laughs) wow so it's black label you know zach wilde playing for black label and pantera nice payday yeah nice who else cold do they play on the same day or is it different days i wonder no they play Corey taylor versus slipknot they're they're on different days okay Corey taylor is on sunday and slipknot was on friday okay so so he just stayed, was going to stay in town and then yeah, do just his show. Why not? Yeah. Probably go and hang out and watch these other bands. I wonder if his kid, I'm looking now to see if his kid's band played too. Oh, yeah. That would make sense. Because that would make sense if he's there double dip it. Might as well triple dip it and get your Family Values on. Tour 2023. <laughs> yeah, I don't see his kid's band listed though. So Wow, that's even more bigger bands than I thought. This yeah, thing there's was a lot of out. big bands, man. This event was sold out. It was like 50,000 tickets were sold for it. Wow. So it's surprising that this union thing went down. So there must have been, I don't know what was going on. uh, It had to be more than the fucking catering wasn't right. Well, we didn't get really get anything i mean we, we couldn't even really get waters back in our backstage and our backstage was like the size of a closet it was kind of ridiculous they did have a tent area that had uh kind of food served but we we all were making jokes because it was kind of like a prison outside prison yard kind of situation like we were joking that we should be a uh, ball and chain together walking up there getting our food you know you go down with your thing and they they just give you a small portion of you know right each thing do you think that do you think these 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 events i get why they do it because they gotta somehow justify charging you know two hundred dollars a ticket or three hundred dollars a ticket or whatever but Mm -hmm. do you think they just overreach that it's just like i'm just looking at this i would never go to this even when i was 20 i i mean dude this has to be 80 bands it's a lot many. of pay to plays too so take yeah. that into account apparently yeah. out of the 80 bands i mean you do you definitely named like 20 20 big bands but there was probably There's about 60 pay to plays biohazard calf conspiracy exodus oh there's Corey taylor's band did he, they did play vended there they are they did uh, tripled up on the music nepotism <laughs> nepotism yeah, yeah but, but i'm just looking at this whole it's just too many bands and then i guess there was a club experience with vanilla ice and two chains and 
Bobby Blotzer's vanilla pasty. iced experience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, there's so much there. It's too much. You know, and, and I'm not trying to shit on the shit on the festival necessarily. It sounds like sounds like the union took care of that allegedly, but um, <laughs> you know, um. So anyway, back to back to what we were saying. So you you heard, and I I heard it too. I I looked online, and there was a lot of talk about the union people just walked out on this fucking event. <laughs> yep. So why would but, they just admit that? Why why would they make up the the weather story? So they could try again? Probably, I don't know, maybe to keep people from panicking or being angry and maybe it would, uh, less people would demand a refund. It's off the top of my head, perhaps, if they were like, well, it's it's God's fault. Meh. Or Dude, like, who's you not going to, who's not, I don't care whose fault it is. If you take half of a festival from me, I want my fucking money back. Right. And these and people you have- really, you know, that were out there in the sun. Oh, that was another thing. I think there was like 15 cases of heat stroke. Oh my god! Uh, and that was on the first day. Yeah, it was rough, man. I was, I was a little concerned about it. That's why we look a little morose up there in the crowds. Not really into it. <laughs> I I have to imagine, and I and I have no knowledge of this, but maybe you do because you were there and maybe you talked to people. I have to imagine there were people that flew in for this. Cause it's like, yeah, we flew in and boy, well, I don't mean, our I don't arms mean, tired. <laughs> I mean, seriously, people that, that are going to one event a year, this is the same as like going on the monsters of rock cruise, right? People would take their flight. I mean, cause it's like every, if you're into Pantera, just naming one band, you can see Pantera, Lamb of God, Megadeth, Biohazard, Machine Head, Overkill, Death Angel, all on the same the same weekend that's like mm. testament played it you know you could literally catch all the bands that you want to see in one in one shot plus 90 other bands so i gotta think there was a lot of people that flew in and did the hotels and all this other shit and they got nothing they got fucking shit on they're gonna demand their money back if they <laughs> dude here's the real and, and this is just being honest and correct me if you think i'm wrong in any way on this statement if you had tickets to this, you are not getting a refund. No way. Right. There's no way, especially I'm if thinking they have too, to as you say band. this. Is there an act of God clause in, in the fold? You know what I mean? That can make a difference mm-hmm. too. Maybe he was saying, oh, it was a weather thing. We don't have to pay you, uh, you know, versus, oh, we fucked up. It's totally our fault um yeah who knows but yeah they they did announce a place to get refunds uh for it but in a way this thing was also a big camping event too i believe because i had just gone to the website for a second and i saw that there was campgrounds and things like that so you know as far as the package i don't know what exactly you're paying for the whole experience maybe if you're staying there so you wouldn't probably get refunded if you brought your whole camping setup and paid for a spot and all that you were there you know you camped so yeah the well, concert could have just been the icing I, on the cake with that dude well, i can tell you right now because they haven't taken well these are for next year's in case anybody wants to go next year to this thing the price in case you, either, yeah they booked it for hurricane season next year too <laughs> the pricing is the lowest the lowest money is two hundred dollars for the four-day admission the highest money 
if you want the rock star experience, I don't know what that equals, but is $1,950. So if you're and it, and there's price points for everything, price that experience for- would be, uh, you get to, uh, take a dump with Zoltan Cheney in the um, <laughs> bathroom for $950. You get a bathroom without a lock on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Not a door. <laughs> oh my God, dude. These prices are really expensive because they have three, they have three tiers, general admission, four day VIP and four day rock star. I'd be crying general- more tears than that. Oh, four day general admission is from 200 to $300. VIP is five fifty to six seventy, and four day rock star is sixteen fifty to nineteen fifty. Mm. That seems pretty high, right? Well, you know, that's, I, I'm I eventually it... going to get paid for that. <laughs> this was such a whirlwind. I'm so waiting. I got to get paid on these two gigs. I, that didn't sure. happen yet, but I will. I'll, I'll get covered, and we're, we're playing a couple more shows this week. But I think these were. I was thinking about that. I'm like, didn't they pay with a check? Oh, boy. But I'm pretty sure we took, that thing got cashed immediately. So I, I would imagine like any Ponzi scheme, the first, right. you know, people get their money. So the oh, Thursday, where at first I was like, shit, we got to play on a Thursday. And that ended up being the only good day to play if you want yeah. money. Odds are odds um, are good that the Steven Piercy check cashed quicker than the Pantera check. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, because we were like taking a picture of it, sending it to uh Sullivan Big to uh, our right. agent to get him to <laughs> online you know, banking. Yeah. Quick cash, cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny. So uh yeah, we we're fortunate there and um you know that that was it we were off to puerto rico hearing about this stuff but that you know the drama didn't end for 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 the rest of the band i feel bad that they got stuck out there that's got to suck oh and i also didn't mention even though their flights to vegas didn't didn't go their bags did so that's got me perplexed oh so they don't have any clothes or nothing no their fucking luggage <laughs> went to vegas where they wanted to go and oh, they're no. in new york paying probably paying for their uh, own hotel rooms to right. be reimbursed at a later time that steven must be fucking losing it yeah. you know they're all walking around with their i love the big apple t-shirts that they all yeah he, the Steven got a, i love puerto rico <laughs> like he was on stage yeah that's the thing i was like hey hey i love puerto rico <laughs> yeah like he had that on stage he might have been wearing it still the next day so yeah he's walking around with an i love puerto rico shirt that's on hilarious in new york all pissed off with no credit card his luggage <laughs> in another fucking place so um yeah I, I i mean after this i think definitely they're gonna have us avoid jfk at all costs uh in the future you know what a terrible fucking airport that there's is. a few of them that are bad dude and you know it way better than me but like i'll i would rather take a bus than stop in atlanta atlanta right. is the worst to me oh the yeah. worst airport that is a pop we're in atlanta a lot i mean uh it does kind of suck there in atlanta but i it seems like we don't we have never been stuck there though i mean yeah. they have a lot of flights that are coming in and out of atlanta yeah um o'hare sucks mm-hmm. o'hare just o'hare's just so busy it's not that it's right. so bad it's just so busy landing um, at it's sketchy as fuck it's the windy city yeah. i mean definitely the scariest 
plane experiences I've ever had were most definitely in Chicago coming in where they've had a, I don't know if you've ever had the pleasure of a pilot aborting the, the landing as he's landing. Oh no. Yeah. That's no. like one of those zero G experiences that you see the space guys tra uh, training <laughs> for the parabolic moves they do. Uh, but yeah, basically they come in. Okay. Uh, you're just like, and a big, you know, Boeing. Right. Whoa, and then the thing it's about to land it. No! Oh! And you're just like, <laughs> Whoa, cups are floating in the air and shit. You're like, Holy shit. You know, people are crying fucking. Yeah. Screaming. <laughs> yeah. Praying. Praying. Yeah. Dear God. Yeah. You can smell poop smell from the people that <laughs> crap themselves. Jesus. Speaking of which, oh, God damn it. It's like, it seems like there's always a farter on the plane. Secret oh. farter. Don't know who you are, but it stinks like shit. So fuck you. <laughs> uh, um, I was secret lover for if I wasn't singing it really good. But uh secret farter. Um there's a you'll smell this distinct smell. Okay, it's a fart. You're like, God damn it, I think somebody farted. And then, but you can't hear it because the plane's like, right. so it kind of covers all the fart sounds. But man, somebody was just—they must have let off like thirty farts during this fucking flight, and it was from New York. God damn, it's like six hours of farts. Oh Jesus Christ! It's like who is it? I think it might—I don't. It was either, it might have been the, this huge guy. It was a really big dude, younger dude that was like sitting next to me, and he slept the whole way. It's possible he could have been farting himself in his sleep. Because he probably eats a lot. He probably, you know, he's you know, I could probably, you know, you're at that age, you can eat anything and, yeah. you know, whatever. Maybe it was yeah, his two farts. bags of nachos and cheese. <laughs> there was, um, there was a lady behind me that, that had used the bathroom right there at some point. When she came out, I thought I smelled a similar smell to the fart smell. So I thought it might have been her fart. Uh, but there's that also that situation like, have, have you ever seen that phenomenon where you clone a fart? Like you oh. smell, you smell someone's fart and then you're like, that's disgusting. And then when you fart, your fart smells the same as that fart. <laughs> it's like a weird cloning thing. So it's possible in his sleep, he cloned her fart and he continued the <laughs> fart. It's, it's just a theory. Dude, you are making my decision to not be a musician so much better by the minute i regret for for a lot of years i ain't gonna lie because and you've heard this i can sing okay you know i i actually do have a little bit of a little bit and i'd imagine if pipes. i would have if i would have worked on it every day for 30 years i probably could have been pretty good at it that being said with every week that goes by doing this show i'm more and more happy that i did not engage at all in being a musician the traveling the fucking farting the, the <laughs> gigs with no with no it's play. all over but this farting i've come to take what's mine Ugh. just uh, all of it worrying about getting paid worrying about getting killed at a venue because it's it's fucking hailing the size of golf balls yeah. and you're out in fucking tornado alley trying to play songs this all sounds horrible man all of it. I, I almost horrible. got it. I almost got into uh, a, a altercation with a homeless guy in Puerto Rico uh, <laughs> oh, on my second morning um, going out to uh, get rustle up some grub, if okay. you will. Uh, the the best like food 
situation I was able to find in, in Puerto Rico was a subway. Believe it, they because they you know this is an American province, so they do have like a sure. churches and a burger BK and no Starbucks sadly around. But uh, anyways, um, Subway had a sign that they offered breakfast, and, and when I went in there, they had some plate that I don't know if they do it in. in here at the on the mainland if you will but it was this little circle bowl kind of plate bowl thing and they she makes a spanish omelet right there on the spot okay which is pretty dope makes a killer spanish little omelet uh you could you could have a choice of meat in there like on on the i did this breakfast two days in a row first day was a heart attack special where i go (laughs) double bacon so she like put bacon in the in the omelet and then she put bacon on the side uh what else it came with um they they take a, a loaf of you get to pick some bread that they use for their sandwiches like what and i picked like a multigrain and they chop a couple pieces of it up they squirt some like butter on it they put it in the oven and make oh, this like killer little toast with the omelet and uh then they give you a little bag of um hash browns with it Jesus. what do you think that would and a couple i got that oh yeah so what do you think that would cost those those items are double bacon spanish omelet uh, hash brown and the the bits of about four little pieces of thing. What do you think and that would cost? This is a restaurant. This is a subway. This is a oh, subway. 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 Um, and this is their grande platter breakfast uh, platter. Twelve dollars. Seven dollars. Really? Wow, that's pretty. Seven dollars. Yeah, I actually know, threw I didn't a tip. Even in know there. Subway made breakfast. Me neither. I don't think they do. I mean, this they did here. You know, some stuffs okay. like just uh what do you call it where it's located just in that area kind of thing okay yeah uh but yeah i kind of felt bad because it was like geez it was like a mom making me breakfast in the morning or something <laughs> you know this whole all the work she had to do so if they have to do a lot of work for your shit you should probably yeah. tip them can uh, you tip at a subway yeah they had they had a a, a little tip jar there it was early okay. too nobody had been in there but that's the whole other thing like i said you you get the sense that the local people don't have too much um right. you see you see they have they there's drug people and stuff there's there's a home definitely a homeless element um but the second day i go okay i'm gonna go back there and it's early it's only like nine in the morning you know what i mean mm-hmm. so you're not looking to get into trouble at nine in the morning you know right. uh and I'm, I'm i start making my way not too far to get over uh to this uh subway but as i'm cr- uh, crossing this this one there's always that like loud homeless guy who's drunk who thinks he's charismatic you right. know that comes up to ask you for shit. oh sir can i speak to you for a moment <laughs> you're like oh fuck yeah so i start like i just for me that's what because i am kind of from the streets if you will yeah <laughs> you know, sure in the sense that like i'm kind of white trashy i i just i you know i start going reverting back to that right way the poor guy me from back so i just kind of like go fuck you and i just gotta like <laughs> keep walking you know i'm not like a mm-hmm. torso oh yes sir what can i what do you have yeah. to tell me today hello mr. T- mr native how are you well hello we're trying we just showed up we're visiting yeah. from california how are you yeah. my name's eric i have you know, three thousand dollars of, of money <laughs> in my pocket don't rob me though <laughs> <laughs> so he's on. Uh, yeah, he's, I have one thing, and then as I walked away, he's oh, so he starts like talking a bunch of shit as I walk by. He's like, you know, I'm sorry, my Spanish isn't very good, uh, but uh, he's like yelling all this shit, and he's a pretty big dude too, and you can see mm-hmm. he's like kind of following me a little. I'm like, ah, whatever, and he and he was he was really like mad that I that I didn't 
let him do his pitch on me. Right. You know what I mean? That I just mm-hmm. kind of went and, and took off. So he he had kind of walked over to the park lot. And then after I got my my Spanish omelet and my bread and my my little tater tots, right. uh, and I was heading back to the hotel, I'm holding this awkward bag, and I had already had a coffee this time from um, the hotel. It was pretty good, right. the Americano. Um, very hot, even when he handed it to me at the hotel, and I kept that in mind. You know, he said this coffee is very, very hot. So when I saw this homeless guy again, I would go, "Well, the first thing I'm going to do if he fucks with me is I'm going to smash him in the face with this really hot coffee just to right. throw him off. I'm yeah. going to fuck. He's going to get a face full of this goddamn coffee, <laughs> and then I'm going to stomp his ass." But I really didn't want to like do that in this yeah. Puerto Rico, a place I'm not familiar with. I, you know, international incident, right? Yeah, there's witnesses. You could see it was like, you know, nine things are starting to open up. All the restaurants, so there's they probably plus know there's this guy. Be people that recognize you, potentially, um, but they, they, I'm sure they recognize him. He's probably the guy that's always yeah. in their fucking parking lot. They know him very well, and I don't know his backstory. I don't know what's going right. on. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't want to be fucking homeless. I mean, he's you know, obviously trying to put some effort into his pitch yeah. or whatever to the tourists. I mean, and for all you know, he's the recruiter for your hand Vandersloot or whatever his name is. <laughs> Who fucking knows? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure like somebody know. actually is, <laughs> if you're a good person, you usually have friends that help you out and you're not homeless, yeah. you know? So, uh, yeah. So anyways, he, he did, uh, kind of make his way and i was then i was like you, you know they tell you to use the 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 reflection of windows and stuff to see yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on sure. behind so i guys i was like walking by burger king I, I didn't look at him but i was i was watching to see if he was going to come up uh from behind or anything because i had that coffee fucking ready to go right uh but now nah, he kind of kept his distance and i went back enjoyed my my breakfast and um we we went and did the uh the puerto well the puerto rico gig happened much later uh in the evening but a great show um i don't know if i hate when i have to make you go to stuff while you're sitting there but 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 on my facebook um you can i did post a couple of pictures of the crowd which are pretty uh pretty cool it looked like it was really hot too was it really oh it was another like yeah and this is one of those and i i haven't really drank uh much at all in the few last few years when i'm out on these things because as i'm older it's so hard to do these traveling and shit when you're hung over uh or anything like that but sometimes you'll go to these places that are so hot they drink beer like it's water like they, they don't drink the water there they just drink the beer and, and they um actually make a fantastic you know lager or whatever locally at this place that we were playing at like that's also where their local brewery is or something yeah take a look at this crowd pretty good and uh so yeah i was uh i was drinking some beers it was so hot and that's on uh characteristic of me as of these uh recent years but uh it tasted delicious oh, man when it's really hot you're like oh yeah pitcher of beer thank you very much and i was like burp, burp, burp. uh this show was with quiet riot okay so very cool i would love this quiet riot i know people and you you and neely have have had your thoughts on it which which vary from mine we not all the characters on the uh classic metal show network share the same views on stuff on the classic metal show network um all the characters involved have different thoughts and opinions and i think that's great i don't think we should all like share what if we're wrong on our thought you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like you don't all want to be wrong at least like some (laughs) of the the guys have gotten it right and uh for me i i do understand that you want to have at least one original guy 
uh, in the band. And it was sure. getting to that point where Quiet Riot was, it was really, mm, you know, he had Chuck Wright, which was, he was in the band yeah. uh, for a bit, but, but not, not for in any like, of the, not any of the good years. Right. It was, it was like the QR three uh, time. And like but from Randy what I understand, Rhodes years, wasn't he? Well, you know, years I, too? he, I, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Uh, one thing I do know from playing with Chuck is because because Chuck Wright is a friend of mine for sure. Okay. Like, uh, and uh, he he and and you know God bless him. I mean, he's, his health is is not fantastic these days either. So I know he's going through tests, heart stuff. Uh, so we wish him uh, the best. But sure. um, he he uh, let me know that he wrote "Bang Your Head." Apparently. Oh really. Yeah, so it's a pretty sick song. Um he actually wrote that for what it's worth. So before you talk any shit, you should probably know that Chuck does is an integral part of the Quiet Riot story. I'm not talking shit. Do you think I was? <laughs> no, not at all. I was actually talking to the audience. Oh, all right. um, I was say, but the me. iconic guy we remember is, of course, Ruti Sarzo. Yeah. The luckiest bass player alive who just happens to like been in all the awesome fucking iconic bands, it seems. Whether <laughs> he it was, has been in a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Ozzy Osbourne, White Snake. He like rolls in right at the right moments. Yeah. Am I right, Chris? Yeah. It, it, Blue Oyster Cult. And he's been in a bunch of those bands. Hell yeah. He's one of the, uh, the most uh, cool performers of that era, too. And, and he's got to be in his, you know, he's got to be 70 you know what i mean but he he looks fucking the same he looks great uh he's such a he's he's not a very loud guy or anything he's just very polite he's just he he, he's got an overall good attitude which is is very important in the business 72 yeah man he's he's up there but (laughs) you know he he's it doesn't look like he's going to be stopping anytime soon you know and he looks about 40 right i mean and I, you know even really up close he does not look that old i mean i would say i would say maybe like late late he could be late 50s like you know uh but anyways you know he Hold still on, real does quick, all his... real quick before you even go further i want to go back to your point about the bands he's been in sure listen to this list jesus okay. christ quiet riot ozzy osbourne white snake manic eden dio blue oyster cult queens reich devil city devils and the guess who right the queen's wow. a little loose there i think that was the bobby blotzer queen's right yeah like that's they were the, some... the, the jeff tate one but still he's still in it right I, he got I, his I, yeah okay <laughs> I, just, I mean you know, we could take that one off the list still he was in both ozzy and dio and white snake and blue oyster cult those are four majors and like you know some of the most iconic you know videos of, of yeah. the time specifically probably the white snake video being the number one would you say was that that's oh, the yeah, biggest yeah. or metal either still of the night still of the night the and noise. here i go again come on feel the noise too come on feel the noise you're right i mean and and that was a record that when i was 12 and i heard like metal health i was like what the fuck is that it was like on the radio and i i was blown away by it and i had to have the the album i had to fucking yeah. have it now after i got it i didn't like the album very much i, I, I ain't like gonna lie see that's where me and you are different that is the one quiet riot album i absolutely love 
I it's love got some it. bangers on there, and and they play all that stuff. Um, Jizzy Pearl now. Um, I am a fan of Love Hate. I am um, biggest fan of Love Hate. Okay, cool. I'm glad. Love them. Okay, awesome. And I had the pleasure when I was a young man, when I was, uh, you know, probably 20, 20 years old, 21 or whatever, uh, got to open for Love Hate in San nice. Diego uh, um, at a, the now defunct uh, Bacchanal which we okay. used to joke and call it the butt canal. Uh, <laughs> but it was a, it was a big, you know, wooden one level monstrosity shed. Yeah. Um, and we got to, we got to open for love hate there. And it was, it was a super big deal for us at the time. And, and cause our, our singer was a huge fan of, of Jizzy. And uh, we thought that album was just so rock. And I loved it more than, you know, GNR's well, uh, appetite. Um, the, I don't the know first. That I'll go that far, but <laughs> yeah. Well, at the time, I did because I I love Jizzy, Jizzy's voice so much more than Axel's. Mostly, right. I mean, I know that the the appetites a, 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 a iconic, you know, musical. All the riffs and everything are, are fantastic, but Axel's got the Ethel Merman thing going on. That's just I. It was hard for me back then to get behind if you will but i was all about uh love hate so every anytime i, I get to play shows with jizzy pearl it's it's sure. super uh fun and amazing and he always puts on uh, such a good show I, i've also got to uh, to know alex the gu- guitarist uh because you know we're both scabby guys we're scabs yeah. right mm-hmm. you know, so I, we, we've been in the scab scene for a long time uh he's also plays in hookers and blow which is a f- uh, fun cover band with one of the gnr guys the keyboard player dizzy reed right and they've been doing that forever i don't know if you've ever seen that hookers and like blow. alex so no <laughs> i know you and alex don't get, don't get do along. not get I, along and hey, that's as as we share different opinions on on yeah. the classic metal show. We don't all share the same opinion. So like, well, I don't like the I, same people. No, not at all. And we we we're respectful of those things. And unless somebody directly fucking fucks with us, and then you're going to get fucked <laughs> from both of us. But uh, you know, uh, you know, I just want you know whoever, even all those people to know, don't necessarily uh, avoid our show or think our show's bad. I mean, I might not share the same uh, opinion on it, but. Uh, Every time I see those guys, they're they're very cordial to me, and we're, we sure. we all just act as you know comrades out there. And there's sure. no egos and and dude, the, it know. was the weirdest thing with the, the CMS having the problem with them stemmed from Neely saying that he didn't think that Jizzy sounded the part when he joined Quiet Riot. Okay, right when he which joined I absolutely disagreed with, even on that mm-hmm. day. But Jizzy right. got mad at me, and I was like. I'm the biggest Jizzy fan there. Dude, the first time I met Jizzy was, I think it was when he was in LA Guns. I'm pretty sure it was. And right. I showed up to a show, and and it was one of the very few times in my entire life, there's maybe three, three times I've shown up with more than one thing for anybody to sign. Because mostly I don't get anything signed. I'm really not fanboy or collector boy or whatever. I showed up with every love hate CD known to man because love hate is, and I'll make no bones about it in the eighties, nineties timeframe. Love hate was my favorite band of that style. Yeah. Better than, better than Motley Crue, better than poison, better than, better Warren, than Ezra, better than Ezra, better than all of them. I liked love hate is my favorite blackout and uh, wasted in America. And let's rumble are three. Never of my weed three of my top 10 albums of all time Love them. psalm dude i saw him you want to talk about 
She's my gangbang slave girl. I'm your homeboy. I like. I need some fuel. I need some fuel to run. I need to feel the raw. That's a fucking great record. Boom, I don't care gang, gang. Says. I need to feel the raw. Great record. So every cool. song I saw that great. tour. I saw with, uh, they I opened saw for that. Dio. I saw that tour in California when they opened for Dio, Shoreline, and then I saw Wasted in America. Wasted in America. With um, in th- it was three nights back to back. You're gonna like this. Three nights back to back. First night was D. Snyder's Widowmaker. Second night was Love Hate. Third night, guy you might know a little bit, Mr. Stephen Piercy with Arcade. Back to back to back nights. Yeah. Is it back to back? Is he a rock guy or? Yeah. He used to be. (laughs) Awesome. How was the Piercy? Did you see him too? Did you watch Arcade, right? Yeah. Dude, I went went specifically to see I loved that. That. I love those first two. I think the only two arcade records are fucking fantastic. Steven let us open for them in San Diego. They, there was a, I think it was a new year's Eve, maybe uh, event or something that had uh, arcade um, asphalt ballet. And then my band voodoo uh, got to open the show. And that would be the, uh, the first time I would ever uh, go on stage. It was at the red lion hotel. Uh, it would be the first time that I ever went on stage with Steven and played round and round. He said, Hey, why don't you come up and uh, come up on round tonight? And I was right. like, what? I was like, you know, probably 20, 21 years old or something at the time. I was just a kid. And uh, that was phenomenal to go. That was probably at the time, one of the bigger crowds I had ever gone up and played. I really didn't even know the song, but I was just going to kind of play along and, kind of play the just the chords like the e and the g and uh whatever i but i was up there i probably wasn't even going through the pa system but i was <laughs> up there steven gave me his uh custom les paul white les paul to nice. play up there and i went up and and that and frankie was there frank wilsey okay. uh, who i would you know actually spend many years on the road with later sure. uh fred curry was the was the yeah, drummer. drummer it was fred curry as cinderella mm-hmm. um so that that was cool. So they and they they were a good uh, band uh, at the time. So they were on the third night of this thing. Love yeah. Hate was the second night, and yeah. Widowmaker was Widowmaker the first. Widowmaker was the first back to back at the um, what was the name of that club? It's no longer there. Flashes, Flashes nightclub and in- Flash us, Flash us, exactly. I know that's yeah. Okay. Flash us. <laughs> it was Fleshlight. Great. It was a great week. One of the one of the better weeks I've had in the in my my rock viewing was to see those three shows. It was really good. So I, I upped on the uh Terp Chews. Terp Chews. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I was uh I, I well for one, I wasn't sure what Puerto Rico was gonna be like, you know, and I was didn't right. know if I wanted to bring any flour, if you will, or right. And I ended up opting for gummies and last time I went to the store I just bought like bags of these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, but uh, you know when you mo- usually when you have to worry the most you know traveling with anything it's um on the way back right you know that's when they're going to be concerned and, and this was no exception this is a puerto rico they want to make sure you're not taking any produce that could in, uh, right. bring any bugs back to the mainland you know what i mean yeah. which is under you don't want that i wouldn't want that anyway uh but we had a, a friend with us a translator a friend of uh jason's that he grew up with in new york who uh speaks spanish very well and 
I remember asking him as I was about to go in the security, like, I got gummies. He's like, oh, don't worry about the gummies. No, it is fine. It is fine. And no, you're good with the gummies. (laughs) With the gummies. And uh, so I've been eating the the gummies. I've been eating these gummies. Like, they're just regular gummies, but they're gummies that fuck you up. (laughs) Am I the most fucking annoyed person in the world that you can buy and eat those gummies where you are? Not an issue. Here... It's really not an issue here either, except buying them is the issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, here, even you can literally be smoking pot in your car and you get a ticket. You have to throw the joint out and you get a ticket. Why is this still a law? What is the um, fucking point? I don't know. Maybe there, maybe the youth is already having trouble there as it is. And if they think if they introduce that, it's going to bring down Please, society a little dude, more. One town over from me is a town called Streetsboro. It's where I grew up. And um, they have like one of the biggest meth problems known to man. Mm-hmm. Lord knows. And, and maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy. I'd much rather be around a bunch of guys smoking pot than doing meth. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, what? And, and if you make the pot cheap, as long as you don't make it thirty three dollars a pack. For a pack of right. marijuana cigarettes, you know, if you make it six bucks a pack or whatever, dude. I how much do you think this was? How many? How many are in it? Twenty. 20? Wait, no. Let's see. There's yeah, twenty. Forty bucks. Twenty bucks. Oh, so it's a dollar a dollar a gummy. Yeah. Um, I, I get an ounce of weed for like a hundred bucks. See, Which is here, insane. I couldn't do that when I sold it. <laughs> dude, here, like, here the vape is more the thing. Anymore, more more people are vaping than are than are just like uh, rolling joints and smoking. But you still can't buy it here. So literally, people and I won't say who, but I I happen hmm. to know quite a few that literally will put together you know two three hundred dollars, and they'll right. drive up to Michigan next state over, and then they'll buy. You know what is a legal amount, an illegal amount to transport, but sure. so that they only have to do it once every six months. They'll go across the, you know, and lit quite. I hate. I keep saying literally, but quite honestly, you get past the big green sign that says "Welcome to Michigan," and the first exit has signs all for it: cannabis, vape, weed, vape. You know all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the first exit. It's, right. you, it, and you just pull right in there, you load up, you give them two, three hundred dollars, drive back. Both cities we played uh, in, in uh, Virginia, I think North Carolina, too, and um, Puerto Rico all had dispensaries. All of them did. It's just dumb now that, you know, oh. if you're in California, you can smoke weed. If you're in Utah, you can't. And the tax money can be used. I mean, they could use it for good things yeah. if they wanted to. You know, they won't. But uh, the, it takes in you know millions and millions. The uh, the shops here have to pay a crazy amount. That's another thing is uh, licensing to get the license to open these shops. Like right. here in Southern California, you're talking like you're going to need maybe even a couple million dollars to get one of those licenses. There's only so many to give out. Right. You totally have to pay somebody off down there to like even be considered uh where other places um what maybe uh 
Oklahoma or something like that probably has the cheapest licensing fees where like maybe for $5,000, you could get a license and open a place. But of course, like any gold rush, everybody runs out there to open up a place and it's Mm -hmm. always a struggle. And, you know, the system works a certain way where you got to pay the pay off the overlords to run your operation. Yeah. And just, just to get it going, it's gotta be a, it's a big money money thing. So I, I don't know what's going on in your little city there. It's probably something in the back room that hasn't been worked out. Exactly. All right, dude, enough pot talk. Let's take a quick <laughs> break. We're going to play, play a little song here from um, Vixen. And then we will be back with Brit lightning. How's that? All right. All right. So let's, uh, let's do that. Let's play a little bit of Vixen and we'll be right back right here on Chris Aiken presents. 